watching the Bulldog Brewhouse Podcast. Hey folks, it's Steve Grover back here for episode three of the Brewhouse Podcast. Um, again, I'm going to pump some coffee shops here in Calgary, the, uh, Cafe Monte. Uh, they're sponsoring this episode three. Obviously, they've got a nice coffee here called Cafe Rico, roasted at 3,800 feet. So I trust. Uh, if anybody wants a good cup of coffee, you know, follow up with Cafe Monte, and hopefully you have a good uh, cup of joe one day. So we're here back in uh, for episode three, and I've decided to have my guest as a gentleman from Barnes Blackfoot Motorsports. Is that the new name now, Steve? Barnes Blackfoot Power Sports. Power Sports. Okay. So Steve Moran, thank you for show, showing up for episode three. Thank you. Thank and you for having me. Good. And how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Okay. You, Steve? Good, good, good. Looks like you came directly from work today. I did come directly from work. Yeah. It's our busy season, so no time to rest. No rest for the wicked, I guess. Okay, all right. And then you have that fancy 50th anniversary Blackfoot Motorsport shirt on? This was this is our uniform shirt uh, that we're currently using. We are switching over to the BPS Blackfoot shirt soon. Okay. Uh, but the 50th anniversary was a few years ago. Okay, so can you tell the folks out there what's recently happened at Blackfoot in just in the last month or two? Um, it, uh, I guess the beginning of March we were officially purchased by the Barnes Group. Uh, the Barnes Group has uh, several Harley-Davidson dealerships in uh, Edmonton and British Columbia. They also have a multi-line dealership in Victoria as well. Okay, and so they just recently paid, uh, bought off the old owners of Blackfoot? Yep. <clears throat> the three partners uh, sold their shares to uh, the Barnes Group and they have now taken operational control. Okay, so your former three bosses, they cashed out and now they're probably living in Costa Rica and, and you're sucking wind still working for them, <laughs> for the new owner, right? <laughs> yeah, you could say that, yes. Okay. I, I hope they're enjoying their... Uh, their retirement, mm -hmm. although I, I don't know how retired those guys will be. They're pretty high energy. They are? They can't sit and relax for a week or so? Um, <clears throat> some of them probably could, but I don't know if they will. Okay. So uh, if no one knows who Steve Moran is, my understanding, Steve, is you're the Triumph salesperson for Barnes Blackfoot Power Sports now. Is that correct? Well, I am the brand champion for, okay. for the Triumph line at BPS Blackfoot. Okay. Um, and uh, I've been there for two years now. Okay, so what's brand champion mean? What is that? Is just a sexy name for the sales rep? <laughs> it, it, it is kind of a sexy name. Sure. Okay. Um, it's uh, I, I'm in. I have to. Uh, I, I concentrate on the Triumph brand. I will sell all brands, but yeah. uh, I'm the the local expert on uh, on Triumph within Blackfoot. And I have to do all the dealings with uh, with the manufacturer, or the distributor in this okay. case. All right, and and don't mind us. The, there is the NFL draft right behind us, and I think uh, Carolina Panthers are on the clock right now with the number one pick. So oh, hopefully nice. you'll watch our show rather than watching the background. But <laughs> I just thought, being an NFL fan, uh, unfortunately I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh. Do you watch the NFL at all? I do watch the NFL, and I'm sorry that you're a Dallas fan. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are going through some tough times. Yeah, we haven't won anything in 30 years. And, no. You know, uh, my, my loyalty is like Dallas, but I realize, you know what, with Jerry Jones as the owner, they're never going to win another championship because he thinks he's president, GM, head coach, quarterback, running back. I mean, he's, he's pretty he's, much a micromanager. He is the expert in all phases of the game. Yeah. Just ask him, he will be the first one to tell you. And do you have a favorite team you follow in the NFL at all? Uh, in the NFL, uh, not really. Um, uh, probably New England, okay. but that's probably because they were winning for so long. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid, Dallas all the way. Okay. But then they kind of fell on hard times, and yeah. you know, I I switched. Okay, so you're you're a bandwagon Patriots fan now. Um, when they were winning, sure. Now, <laughs> now I don't really care. Okay. <laughs> but so, uh, the, I mean, the NFL is great entertainment. Okay, All I right. will say that. I'm so, really a CFL fan. So who's your team in the CFL? Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So the Blue Bombers? Yeah, I have family who played for them, mm -hmm. and they're all big boys, so if they tell you to cheer for 
Winnipeg, that's who you cheer for. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, I'm a Stamps fan. I was born and raised in Calgary, so, I mean, I don't agree. I think McMahon State is probably the worst stadium in the CFL for football. That's why I don't go to games anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do like the Stamps. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the Blue Bombers, I'm not a big fan of Winnipeg. My dad, just funny story on the side, he was a doctor, and when he moved to Canada, he went to Winnipeg. And he worked at the St. Boniface Hospital as a surgeon. Oh, wow. So one day he came out and he said, Steve, it was minus 50 out, and the tires of my car were frozen to the parking lot. That was the night he decided to move to Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my exposure to Winnipeg. So, right? so it's slightly less cold here than in Winnipeg. Yeah, well, I haven't had my tires frozen to the no, pavement yet. No. So, so tell everybody where are you originally from? <clears throat> if no. I'm originally from, I guess, Toronto but I've lived all over the country. We were kind of corporate nomads growing up. Yeah. I went to four different elementary schools in four different provinces. So Toronto, Montreal, Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver. And then uh, once I was, once I finished or high school, family had moved to Montreal. So I went to school in uh, Kingston. Okay, so parlez-vous français? Uh, no, not no. much. Okay. No, a little bit here yeah. and there. Okay, so you're not a true patriotic Canadian knowing English and French. Right? No, no, not no. at all. I trust selling triumphs and they're based in England. You don't need to know French, correct? I don't need to know French at no. all, okay. which is nice. And then how did you get into motorcycling? Like what age? Uh, when did you get into riding? <clears throat> well, um, according to my mother, I'm still not allowed to have a motorcycle. Yeah. But uh, I guess it started elementary school the neighbors uh, kids got a motorcycle a little Z50 Honda and so we all were riding that and then that led to buying you know bigger dirt bikes and stuff and then my first street legal bike was well when I turned 16 was a an XL 250 okay and uh, I rode the rode the wheels off of that and then uh, um, uh, when I was at university, I bought a bought a little 400. Okay. And uh, that was the first true street bike I had. So. Okay. And you still riding today? Still riding today. You still have a black valid class six. <laughs> I don't know. I have a valid class five six. <laughs> okay. So do I. I've met a lot of guys in the street in Alberta that don't have a class six, and oh, they I just know. think like, you know what? I got a class five. My buddy taught me how to ride a bike. I don't need a class yeah, I'm six. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Well, and and uh, honestly, for the longest time, I didn't have a I didn't have a motorcycle license. And then uh, when I graduated, I went to work for Yamaha Canada. Yeah. And I thought, well, I should probably get legal now. And so I took the course and yeah. got legal. Okay. So what did you do at Yamaha Canada? I was in the marketing department. Okay. Uh, I had uh, uh, after I got out of university, I worked for a few years doing a couple different things. One was I worked at Lake Louise for a year, okay. well, three years, <laughs> and uh, but when I went back to Ontario, I decided that uh, um, I needed to get a real job, so I worked in a couple of different industries, and then uh, went back to school and became a marine tech, mm -hmm. and uh, Yamaha hired me uh, because I had the technical background and the promotional background. Okay. And uh, so I joined the marketing department. So other than sounding sexy when you're trying to pick up a woman at the bar, what exactly does a marine tech do? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> um, I, I, I worked on the different You know, systems. when you go to the bar, you gotta impress the ladies. <laughs> I mean, like just buying them a, 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 a drink isn't gonna work anymore. They wanna make sure you have a well, quick, Cool you know, job. Most most you get to, you get to crawl around in the in the bilge of the boat. I worked on the different systems of the boats. I, I really did specialize in electrical repairs. Okay. Um, so I was the guy who had to chase all of the wires through the through the different areas of the boat that nobody can get to. So when you were you married when you became a marine tech or were you still single? I was still single. Did it help you pick up ladies by saying that you're a marine tech? I don't think so because most people can tell that they don't make any money. So. Oh really? <laughs> okay. That sounds like a cool job to me. Uh, it was, uh, you know what, it was fun because yeah. you're always around the water, you're on boats and that sort of thing. So from that perspective, yeah, it was cool. But uh, um, in Canada, the water gets awfully hard mm -hmm. in the winter time. Yeah. 
and so it was it was it was it was okay yeah but uh, um, since I got into the power sports industry I've done very little with marine stuff I've so been, when been you mostly were see motorcycles okay so when you're in a marine tech where were you live in Toronto or Vancouver I was in I was in Toronto okay like working in the Great Lakes area um, I was actually working in like southern Ontario mm -hmm. so yeah a little bit on Lake Ontario and mostly um, Lake Simcoe Okay. I have no idea where that is. I know where Toronto is. I was just in Ottawa. I know I know where Rideau Park's shopping center is in Ottawa. I think I know where Lake Erie is, but no, I have no idea where that is. Well, uh, Lake Simcoe is uh, about an hour north of Toronto. Okay. So, so it's between Toronto and Barrie. So if I'm in the Sky Dome, sorry. if I go to Sky Dome and see the Blue Jays playing the worst baseball stadium in the major leagues, I head north, I'll hit the Simcoe Lake. You will, you will eventually you'll, you'll, right, <laughs> you'll be right beside Lake Simcoe. All right, okay. And then, uh, so how did you get into sales and motorcycling? Um, I uh, um, really wanted to, when I was with Yamaha, I decided I really wanted to be on the unit sales side. Yeah. So I uh, um, uh, applied for jobs at Yamaha and they, that I eventually became a parts and accessories. Uh, I guess they call this territory sales managers and I looked after Western Canada. Um, an opportunity came up at Suzuki, yeah. so I went over to Suzuki, I switched companies, went over to Suzuki, and they thankfully transferred me to Calgary. Oh, so okay. I'm a real avid skier, so that was right up my alley. I told my wife that uh, we, we, we'll, we'll go there for five years, yeah. and that was in 2003. Okay. So, <laughs> so you've been almost 20 years yes, now. Yes, but it's still a five-year plan. Okay. So. And a uh, um, couple things happened and, you know, we started having children and decided I wanted to be off the road. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so uh, most recently um, I joined Blackfoot, well, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just been a great place to work. The great atmosphere, great products, great ownership. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've really enjoyed dealing with people. And actually, I, far prefer it to when I was with the distributors mm -hmm. where I was only dealing with like the owners of the of the shops yeah. um, and not the, not the general public very often so okay. now it's really interesting to to talk with people about their motorcycling experiences and if mm -hmm. they're new rider or you know veteran riders and yeah, yeah. what sort of bikes they like okay so then you went to work for Blackfoot and they put you into the Triumph department uh, they put me upstairs as kind of a European specialist, they called me, so okay. kind of a, we'll call it a, a, a generalist in the European brands, mm -hmm. and then uh, they asked me if I would become the, the brand champion of, of the Triumph line, which honestly was my favorite line anyhow, so mm -hmm. it was, it was okay. kind of a marriage made in motorcycle heaven. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, explain to everybody, like the lay layout of Blackfoot, it's a pretty big dealership, it's probably one of the bigger dealerships in Calgary right now. Um, and then, so when you talk about the second floor, how is it designed when you walk into Blackfoot? Well, um, as you walk into Blackfoot through the main doors, you have your choice going right and left, and mm -hmm. uh, the, the right is the, to, to the moto side, left is to the uh, parts and accessories and the street side. Okay. Um, all the metric brands, so Honda, Kawasaki, all of those brands are downstairs. Mm -hmm. Straight up the stairs um, is uh, all the European brands, Triumph of course, which I look after, yeah. um, BMW, which Simon looks after, and Ducati, as you know, which which Miles looks after. Okay, all right. So you're, you're in charge of the Triumph. So uh, did, when you worked for Yamaha, did you deal with their motorcycle section at all? I was primarily on the motorcycles. I, being in the, being in the um, marketing department, you're yeah. dealing with all the product groups, yeah. but primarily I looked after motorcycle. Okay, and then now you're selling Triumphs. Okay, so to be honest with me mm -hmm. and the rest of the, our audience <laughs> out there, yeah. what's the difference between Yamaha and a Triumph as a motorcycle? Well, I, I find that the, the European brands in general kind of have more personality if, if, that, if that's a way to say it. Mm -hmm. They're just they just seem to be more engaging to ride. Okay. The 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 ja all the Japanese brands do everything really well. Yeah. Um, 
but it's almost as if they've engineered a lot of the fun out of them. Really? Like they, they're, I find that, that they're, they're excellent bikes, yeah. that, you know, they perform well and stuff, they're just not as engaging to ride. Okay, well, I mean, I, I'll let you know, my dad was a rider and he loved Yamaha, so he lived oh, yeah. and died Yamaha. Um, but you know, the, Yamaha's got some interesting, like, you know, models out there. Oh, Obviously, Tenere, T7, you can't even get one here you in Calgary. You can't get one because there's, there's every one that we get, we uh, yeah. pre-sold. And then also, there's also the R1. I mean, the Yamaha R1, their super bike, it's, it's about 26 Canadian, which is pretty good mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. if you go into S1000RR BMW, you're looking at 30 minimum. Yeah, I mean, some some of the some of the ones that aren't as equipped as well, they no, probably you want, start at twenty four. Yeah, but if you want something decent with heated grips oh, and yeah, all that if, stuff, if you yeah. want the loaded yeah. ones like you like, yeah, that's twenty five thousand. And then you get into the Ducatis V4S; they're going to have to forty grand now, all in. Absolutely. So I mean, obviously Yamaha's, Yamaha, and then Valentino Rossi. You can't forget him. He no. rode, he rode Yamaha. I think he went to Ducati for a while, and then he went back to Yamaha. Yeah, he rode their wheels off of the yeah. Yamaha. So, so they do have some cool bikes. The R1, the T7. Good luck. I've I've been trying to get one the last three months, and I can't get anyone. No, they're uh, they're yeah. such short supply. Yamaha seems to be having some issues with with supplying yeah. bikes. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because of tremendous demand for their bikes, or mm -hmm. they're having an issue with with supply. Okay. And then and then you got the MT09 SP. That's pretty sweet naked bike. That is a sweet naked bike. That 900 triple is a super nice motor. You can't get your hands on one of those. I tried to get one two months ago. Good luck. Boom. They're all gone. <laughs> you got to get started <laughs> earlier for those for those prime ones. Yeah. But then okay. So like when you think Japanese bike, you think okay. Good bikes, reliable, don't break. It's almost like a Toyota. Like if you get a Toyota no, 4Runner, that thing can go for 400,000 K. Absolutely. Now Triumph, you're telling us that they have more character in which way? They seem to, well, they're just, it's hard to hard to define. They're just a more engaging ride. Mm -hmm. They uh, they are consistently rated the most dependable and, and Triumph? durable of the, of the Euro brands. Okay. Um, like I said, it's pretty hard, pretty hard to outdo the Japanese in terms of. Well, in terms what about BMW? Outright. Isn't BMW like saw like an armored tank, pretty much? Well, I I, I don't really want to say bad things about, about <laughs> brands that we carry, but the BMWs, uh, uh, perhaps because there's so many of them, you do see them in the shop more often. Okay. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they have so many electronics and. As you know, depending mm -hmm. on depending on how you're using your bike, whether you're a real off-road person, mm -hmm. the electronics are, are a little bit uh, more Maybe fragile. on that? Okay. A little bit fragile. Yeah. And, and I, I'll give you guys credence. You, you know, you do have Steve McQueen. Probably mm -hmm. the millennials don't know who the hell Steve McQueen is. The coolest man <laughs> ever <laughs> walked the earth. Yeah. And he was in that movie, The Great Escape, and I think he had a Triumph in that one too. He, didn't he, he? did. He did. He did use a Triumph to. Uh, well, on film at least, to jump a fence. Yeah. Uh, it was actually the stuntman who was yeah. his good buddy who did the did the actual jump because they wouldn't let him because yeah. if if he crashed, he was too too uh, important for the yeah. movie. So. And then what about James Bond? You seen like those recent James Bond movies come out? Now they have the Tiger Nine Hundred on. They have the Tiger Nine Hundred in them. They have Scrambler Twelve Hundreds in them. Yeah. And uh, that the Triumph really uh, really caters to. Getting getting their bikes on film, mm -hmm. and uh, they they're just looking for exposure. And and if you if you if you're watching number of movies, even though it might not be publicized, a lot of the bikes you'll see in them are Triumphs, whether mm -hmm. whether they're identified as Triumphs or not. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Jurassic Park, uh, one of the characters um, was riding a scrambler. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I had before you came. They had that other guy selling Triumphs that's not there anymore, mm -hmm. you know, Mr. Davey. Mm -hmm. And he sold me a 1200XC Scrambler. It was a good bike. Mm -hmm. 94 bike. horsepower. It was kind of like old retro kind of looking. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, I just found that there wasn't enough top end speed on it. And then what happened during COVID, all of a sudden there's a shortage of bikes. Like, mm -hmm. what the hell happened? Was that just the bikes disappeared from the world because they're scared of COVID too, or they're just a shortage of bikes during COVID? I think because so many, uh, I think, well, I think it was a combination of factors. I think it was a bunch of plant closures, uh, both the actual 
uh, assembly plants, and but the suppliers' plants were shut down for COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that there was a huge demand that that came up worldwide for motorcycles and everything recreational because people were you know locked away in their houses yeah. um, a lot of times and and they just wanted to get out. And motorcycling is something you you were allowed to do. Yeah. You know, nobody's yeah. going to stop you from putting a helmet on and going and riding by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so I had that 1200, it was that kind of like uh, army green one, mm -hmm. and it had that nice uh, um, brown uh, seat brown on seat it. On it yeah. And then I, I, I just, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to put on Kijiji just for the heck of it. And the kid called me up right away from Winnipeg. The next day he flew up from the peg to Calgary, paid me $1,000 less, like what I paid yeah. for. And I just, if you want, if you just give me cash deal, I, I don't know why I paid for the bike, but it's $1,000 less and I had 2000 k on it. I said, just take it. Yeah. He, he gave me the bank draft. I cashed it. It went through. He got on the bike and he took off and drove all the way back to Peg that same day. Like wow. two more days though. So that's wow. how easy it was for me to sell bikes during yeah. like when COVID. That was like, I think it was a 2019 Scrambler. And that I was, had that it for was the first year of the marriage. yeah, and then uh, in around probably this again probably May or June of two, 2020, it was gone within a day. Wow! And they paid me like I just lost a thousand bucks, yeah. which is pretty good. But you rode it for a while. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well, a good bike. Uh, and then so what's what what are the new bikes coming out in 2023? So obviously this is your opportunity to try and sell Triumphs on a um, podcast. Podcast. The, uh, the the hot bikes that came out. For twenty for the twenty twenty three model year would be the Tiger twelve hundreds. Yeah. Um, they they were actually they came out last year as an early twenty twenty three model. Yeah. Um, the uh, they they changed nomenclature on a bunch of the bikes. The 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 they had street twins and stuff, and now those are speed twin nine hundreds. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the big exciting news for um, Triumph is they're getting into the motocross world. Mm -hmm. They uh, um, have let little snippets of information out mm -hmm. um, about their new bikes and they're, uh, they're really working hard because they want to hit the ground really competitive. So they've uh, hired a bunch of really high-end uh, team uh, builders in the States. So they have, you know, they've spent an awful lot of money on, you know, managers and engine builders and mm -hmm. frame tuners and stuff. Yeah. And they've also got, you know, Ricky Carmichael as yeah. an advisor and another fellow over in Europe, um, working on the Enduros. Okay. And, uh, they've invested a lot of time and money in that and they're supposed to be in the dealerships in December. So, okay. so 2024. Okay, have you seen any of the prototypical what the motocross bike bikes look at? Like what size of engine they're going to be? Like 250s, the, 350s? The first one that they're going to bring out is the 254 stroke. Okay. After that, it's going to be the 454 stroke. Yeah. And in the in the enduro, so there'll be street legal, yeah. like dual purpose bikes. Yeah. They're going to have a 250. There's going to be four different sizes up to a 500-ish. Okay. They're kind of keeping the, the information a little scarce, yeah. but they keep dropping little things on, on the internet and mm -hmm. just to keep everybody's interest. So what's the pricing going to be like? Is it going to be comparable with Yamaha and KTM motocross bikes? I think it'll be, I think it'll be comparable with KTM Husqvarna. Okay. So I think that they'll be a little bit higher end, mm -hmm. but uh, we're hoping that uh, that they that they come out with some with some really competitive bikes right off the get go. Okay. All right. Hopefully that help with sales. Yeah. Yes. And then, uh, like, are you gonna have that in the motocross section at Blackfoot on the main floor, or keep them upstairs? I think that uh, from the perspective of. A space we don't really have room upstairs no. um, and B if people are looking for motocross bikes they'll be around all the other motocross bikes okay. so um, and we have you know our specialists downstairs who know who have forgotten more about motocross bikes than I'll ever know so mm -hmm. so what's the has the what's the feel has been out like are people coming into Blackfoot asking about the motocross bikes coming out their excitement about it yeah there's been uh, there's been a few people who have been coming in but the, like I said they've, they've kept it under wrap until very recently yeah um, and they they at the some of the uh, AMA Supercross, mm -hmm. they kind of dropped. They had they had one out there, but it was kind of under cover yeah. and, and stuff. So okay. they're being they're being a little careful with it, and they're they're 
playing the internet game and stuff. So, so are they going to have a big motocross team go out too for Triumph and race and try and win some races right away? Yeah, they're going to have a Supercross team right away. Okay. Uh, starting in well 2024. Yeah. And they're going to uh, be going um, hard at it in the 250 class. Okay. And then the following year in the in the 450 as well. Okay. All right. And then other than motocross, because there's not much to reveal about that, but that I know that was coming out last year. I heard about it. But, um, so you have now 1200, is that selling well now or is it kind of like iffy, like the, on the, the sales? The 1200 is, is, is in a tough portion of the market because it's going head to head with the uh, BMW 1250 GS. Yeah. Um, 1250GS has been number one for an awful long time in that section of the market. Mm -hmm. it, for good reason, it's a great bike. Yeah. Um, uh, Triumph really targeted that as what they were building the new bike for. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Triumph does some things better than the BMW, but it does some. But the BMW does some things better than it. Mm -hmm. uh, the 1200, like any new bike, is taking a little bit of time to get rolling. Yeah. Uh, there's only so many early adopters mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, they've got great programs on it now. Yeah. Um, so we sold. I want to say about eight of them this this since like January first. Okay, so I mean, other than the fact that probably everyone in the world knows there's a new GS thirteen hundred coming out right now at BMW. Yeah, and I've seen it's prototypical. It's shorter, a little stubbier. Um, why? Why? This is your opportunity. Why would you buy a twelve hundred Triumph over a BMW? Other than the fact that the the, the model you can buy now is going to go out of style by January. Well, uh, I think that, uh, I th well, so you can buy it from me, actually. Well, of course, yeah, well, that's the number one reason, <laughs> yeah. so you can make more money. So, so, so you can talk to me about bike. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that the, the 1250, like I said, does a lot of things yeah. well. I think that the Triumph does a lot of things better. Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, it's got a little bit more horsepower, it's a little bit lighter. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's a smoother motor yeah. at speed. Yeah. Um, where the BMW has advantage is if you're in really technical, super low speed, um, riding off road, yeah. then it's probably got the advantage there because that that you know boxer motor will will absolutely idle down like a tractor. Yeah, okay. But you know, like eighty percent of those bikes don't go off road anyways. They probably go to Starbucks and back. Well, <laughs> there, there is that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So twelve hundred. But what what like. What would be the number one selling model of Triumph right now of all the bikes? Because I know there's a t like this in the 900 Rally. Yeah. You got the new Street Triple coming out. Everyone's excited about that. Yeah. Five star reviews and MCN reviews. I've been reading that. You got the 1200 speed. Uh, what's it called? Street Speed Triple. Well, there's the Speed Triple. Yeah. The double speed R. Yeah. Um, and there's the Speed Triple RS. Yeah. Uh, one's the the double R is a is a is a uh, is a has clip-on bars and yeah, a little bit of a fairing and, yeah. and an unbelievable electronic suspension on it. The RS is the is kind of the traditional naked hooligan bike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic bike. I think you had one in the past. No, I never bought. No, one. you never no. bought one. No, the one bike you didn't buy. Yeah. So, so yeah. So let's get it right. So right now they have Speed Triple Twelve Hundred. Is that the model? The yeah, the Speed yeah. Speed Triple Twelve Hundred Double R Speed Triple. 1200 RS. And which is the one that has the fairing on it? The double R. Okay. So has that been selling much at all or no? It has not. And why is that? It looks like a cool bike. It is a cool it is yeah, a very cool a retro bike. Retro looking MV Augusta look to it. It's it's got yeah. that it's got that cool fairing with the yeah. round headlight. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, the the big bikes haven't been selling super well. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure why. Yeah. It has something to do with, with uh, the demographics. Yeah, I, I, I read. So I've watched like I watch a lot of YouTube, and I like to watch about bikes. Obviously, you know, I'm always in your, sh your shop talking to everybody. But I I read a couple articles and saw some reviews about that bike, just saying that the uh, the handlebars are just a little too low, like more of a sporty thing. Mm -hmm. If they would have raised it more like a naked position, it would have been more relaxing. It's it's one of those bikes that kind of is is borderline 
sport like super bike yeah. or, or full on sport yeah. bike and naked bike. So okay. it kind kind of is the begin it's kind of in between. It's not as aggressive a riding position yeah. as say an R one. Yeah. But it's it's a lot more aggressive riding position than, than the R S. Okay. Um, and it's it's one of those bikes that's is it a track bike? Is it a street bike? Yeah. It's it looks so, cool though, like especially the red one. When I saw that up at your shop, like holy, this is a nice bike. It's I kept on thinking about, thinking about, it, and then I just saw the reviews. It looks cool, um, but you know, there's an MCN review guy. I love. Um, he's a bald guy. You mm -hmm. probably know who he is. I forget. Yeah. Like Ernie or uh, Evan or something like that. Everybody knows. He's got those knee pads that have the happy face yeah on uh, but yeah, he just thought, yeah he just thought that the it's too aggressive of a naked mm -hmm. position um and i do like the what is it the double r the the hooligan bike what's, what's the rs the rs that's a nice yeah. bike it's but a, a lot of people nice don't bike. like that front end you know the well bug yeah the, the the headlights do resemble a bug yeah and uh you'll get a lot of people in and it's usually the guys who are just, oh my God, this bike is so cool, it's mm -hmm. so fast, it handles so well, it does this. Mm -hmm. And then the girlfriend or wife will just look and go, no, it looks like a bug. <laughs> okay. Well, it looks like a, like a transformer a little bit. A little bit, yes. And then tell us about, their now they're bringing out a revised Street Triple, is that correct? An R, the, an RS, and a Moto G one? Moto 2, yeah. Yeah, Moto so, 2. The uh, yeah, it's they started with a clean sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. Although it, honestly, it looks very similar to the old one. Yeah. But they changed, you know, the the suspension. They changed the the motor. Mm -hmm. They changed the steering head angles on them. Yeah. Um, the the Moto Two has a uh, has clip-on bars, yeah. so it's even more aggressive riding position. Yeah. Uh, each bike has a unique. Um, seat height because the mm -hmm. rear suspension set up on them yeah um they have done away with the with the street triple um uh low yeah. that they had that they had built it was it was a great bike for uh for shorter people mm -hmm. um but they've done away with that although you can still get a low seat and yeah. there's a something in the suspension that you can that you can switch so yeah. to get it almost as low as that. Is there a lot of pre-orders on that, that bike coming in? That one, I had two Moto 2s, yeah. which are the top, top end yeah. ones, and those were sold almost immediately. Yeah. Um, I had two RSs that um, sold almost immediately too. I begged um, Triumph for two more, or at least two more RSs, mm -hmm. and uh, those sold right away as well. Okay. And then I have two R's that are that are available. Okay. So, and we're, ex we're expecting the first RS's to start arriving in the next week or so. Okay, yeah, because the reviews I've seen, like if you're not gonna track the bike, uh, you know, and you're just gonna go around town, probably the R's enough. I don't know, if, have you ridden any of them yet or not? I have not. Okay. I have not. Okay, so that's an exciting bike for 2023 for Triumph. We're really looking forward to that one. Um, and they're also talking about a bunch of smaller Bonnevilles coming out, like 250, 300, okay. 400 Bonnevilles. So, so Bonneville engine is like 1200 right now? Well, it's a, there's a 900 and a 1200, yeah. and they're talking about much smaller ones, so 250 and 500, I believe. Okay. But again, they're, they're keeping, the, keeping the information a little close to, their, okay. close to their chest. Okay. So what's the number one selling Triumph at your dealership right now, you know, of all the bike, all because I know they got a ton of models, they yeah. got the Bonneville, the Street Triple, the Speed Triple, the Rocket Three, you know. Yeah, it'd be the it'd be likely the Tiger Nine Hundred range. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so both both the Rally and the GT, those are probably the most popular bikes um, that that I'm selling right now. The uh, the Nine Hundred is probably the best all around mid size adventure bike. Yeah. And uh, they just they just walk out the door. Okay, so the Rally or the Rally Pro, or, or probably the Rally sells better. Well, the Rally Pro sells better because they don't build very many Rally Pros, or they don't build very many Rallies. Okay. Because people seem to want the want all of the extra features, heated yeah. seats and heated grips and all of that stuff. Okay. So the number one bike is the nine hundred Tiger, and then who would come second? Um, probably the Bonneville or the Bonneville Bobber. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a cool bike. Yeah, it bomb. is a cool bike. Yeah. Um, well, it's got a small tank though. 
It does. Nine liters or something like that? No, well it's it's a bigger it's a bigger one now. It's twelve liters. Okay. Now they they two years ago they revised it and they yep. they uh, put a bigger front tire on it and a heavier front end and little yep. cruise control, but they also enlarged the tank. Okay. Um, because it couldn't really it wouldn't make it to, it even to go, BAMF. It couldn't even go from downtown Cary to Briar Creek without filling up, right? Well, I'm not sure if it was that <laughs> bad, but it was not far much. You okay. wanted, wanted to fill up and brag, but yeah. um, uh, it's a great little bike, actually. Um, yeah. And it's it's got also got the Speedmaster, which is kind of the two-seater version of it. Mm-hmm. doesn't sell in the same numbers, yeah. but great little bike. Yeah. Um, but... Just the just the look of the bobber attracts yeah. way more. Attention. I remember when they brought out the bobber and then they had the TFC model, and that was like that was a cool bike. Yeah, like Triumph Factory Custom. Yeah, and then yeah. that was at the Triumph. I don't think you're working for Triumph no. yet. They had a show before COVID down at Stephen Avenue Mall. Yes, and it was like right there, and like I was bugging, like I want that bike. I want. It was only one in Calgary. It sold right away. And it was yeah, one. but it was a cool bike. Oh, you didn't get it? No, I didn't get it. Oh, I okay. didn't. Yeah, I, I was asked to come to that party. I forget what restaurant it was. It was, it was okay. And then they revealed the Rocket Three there. Mm-hmm. That's a big bike. Like that's got a big tank on it. Like the front, the front end of it. That's what scares me about that bike. It's, a, it's. I heard it's good to handle, but it just, it's got this whole gas tank that sticks out like this. It it has a, well, it's much smaller than it was during the. T- we're in generation two. Generation mm-hmm. one was a far bigger, far bigger bike, but the. Uh, the tank is uh, a lot of that is is air intake. Yeah. Um, because it's such a big motor. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest motor in in production. Yeah, motor like two point six liter engine. Yeah, two yeah. and a half. Yeah. And it's uh, bigger than most like Honda Accords out there. It's bigger than the bigger than the motor in my car. Yeah. And uh, but it it I mean it makes so much torque. It has the highest torque numbers in the in the industry at one hundred and sixty three foot pounds, mm-hmm. and lots of horsepower. And uh, it's just a super nice bike to ride. The only thing that they got a rap on when it first came out when I watched the reviews, like the the startup, and then the you know like you know people love Harley because mm-hmm. you, know, you get those stay you get those new pipes on there, yeah. and you know loud pipes saves lives. Of course. The only thing that they were complaining about the the engine wasn't so crazy sounding. No. I don't know if you agree with me on that at all. Um, well, because because it's a stock pipe, all mm-hmm. stock pipes are a little quiet. Yeah. Um, there is aftermarket systems available for it. Mm-hmm. Although, quite honestly, I th- I think Triumph does a really good job with the sound of their bikes. Yeah. Um, the the right from the classic with the Bonneville twins, mm-hmm. they sound really nice. Like mm-hmm. even the like I was on a nine hundred speed twin the other day, and it sounds great, especially yeah. when you're downshifting it. You know, burbles and, mm-hmm. and out the back end, it sounds really good. Um, the the triples, all of the triples, like whether it's a Tiger triple or the sport bikes, this, like the Speed triple mm-hmm. or the Street triple, mm-hmm. they have a really interesting whale to them, okay. and that goes right up to the right up to the rocket. It has, you know, you get on the you get on the throttle on those, and people know you're coming. Okay, and then uh, what's the third most popular bike that sells at your dealership of the Triumph models? And I would have to say it'd be the the Bonnevilles. Yeah, like Bonnevilles. Yeah, yeah, the Bonnevilles okay. or the or the Speed Twins. Mm-hmm. So okay, cool. So what is the so typical customer? You know, you go upstairs, you go to the right. You got BMW. Okay, you got German. You got your you got your super bikes. You got your GSs. You, you go to the left. You got Triumph. You got your Rocket Threes. Mm-hmm. You got your Bonnevilles. Then you go in the back where Miles is, and you got the Italian sexy bikes. Uh, what what's the typical customer that buys a Triumph? Is there is there a pro a profile that you have at all that you like oh that guy's gonna buy a Triumph he's not gonna go back and buy a, a, like a forty thousand dollar Ducati yeah no I don't I don't think so I mean there there's certainly people who will you know who want the status of the of the Ducati yeah um, they'll go back there and it, even if it doesn't really fit their fit their riding style or their mm-hmm. needs and and stuff they just want it because it's sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of those, all the Ducatis, you scratch them deep enough, they're all they're all red, mm-hmm. and they're they're terrific, sexy bike. Yeah. Um, the BMWs uh, are really um, a lot of electronics on them. Yeah. Uh, if you're kind of a, a real electronic guy, mm-hmm. then that's the one you're gonna want because they 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 do everything for you 
with their electronics. They, you can, and you can also you know build them exactly how you want it mm -hmm. within reason. Mm -hmm. um, the Triumph, the, the Triumph customer seems to be a little bit more laid back. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they're they're not as not as impressed with you know the Ducati name and the BMW name and yeah. and frankly the Triumphs are a little less money. Okay. And so you know things are looking good for Triumph coming forward in the future. Motocross, they've got some really good models. Street Trouble's going to be probably a big seller for you. It's always been a big seller for it Triumph. Has. Have you been to the factory over in England? I haven't been to the factory in England. Uh, I'm really looking forward. We're supposed to have some some training in June down in Georgia where they're going to apparently introduce us to the new motocross bikes. Okay, like so in, we'll be hands on. Atlanta, Georgia, or Georgia, Georgia, or Russia? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, you know, they're, gonna, they're not going to send you yeah, and drop no, you off in the Donbass on no, the way to the Georgia. No, no. we're not going to go behind the behind the Iron Curtain. No, but uh, well, Georgia's uh, got good wine. If you ever go there, oh, do they? they? Got good food. Yeah, uh, you know, they got good-looking black-haired women. Very, very hot-looking women. <laughs> okay, so it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to send you down to Atlanta, Georgia. They're, they're gonna, we're going to go down to Atlanta, Georgia, um, and from what I understand, they have built a, a motocross uh, um, track, uh, like a dedicated area for race bike development and training for the okay. racers and stuff. Yeah. So, rumor has it we're going to get to go out to there and maybe ride the bikes. So okay. that'll be interesting because I haven't ridden a dirt bike in a long time. Okay. So I'm hoping that uh, that at least one of the other Blackfoot guys who has some motocross experience yeah. will come down so okay. so I don't have to try and try and be the motocross star from Blackfoot. Okay, any plans in the future of you going over to England and doing a tour of the factory at all? I'd really like to. Um, uh, I don't know if that's something that, that Triumph sets up yeah. and, and does. It would I think it'd be a great idea. Yeah. Um, I have been to Japan for uh, factory tour of, of Suzuki and that yeah. was really a lot of fun yeah. um, but uh, I don't know I don't know if Triumph does that sort of thing because you know Triumph US is is who we deal with and I don't know if they if they like to send all their people over there they do have new owners at Blackfoot so you know the Barnes family you can we, tell them we could ask we could ask yeah, the absolutely. Barnes family if they could buy me a plane ticket yeah. and send me over two weeks in the UK go <laughs> go see the Triumph factory go to a couple English Premier League games and then maybe some British Superbike yeah and then also go to Gordon Ramsay restaurant in London and get screamed at <laughs> and that'd be awesome I don't have to go I don't have to go that far to get screamed at all right okay so um, things are looking up at Blackfoot now with the new ownership sales are going well for Triumph I mean yeah the yeah. Triumph sales are up this year um, actually motorcycle sales are up this year over last again? year they're yeah. up again okay um, and uh, again, yeah, we had a we had a big full store meeting uh, last week, and uh, we were told we were given the numbers, and and we're up from from the previous year, and we're hoping that that continues. So why is that? Like you know, everyone like you know, we had two years of COVID, and then we get out of COVID, and oh my God, we're in a recession now. We got no mm -hmm. money. Interest rates are seven point eight percent, nine percent. The only the, the only reason I can think of is that we were. There was a lot of people who came into motorcycling over COVID, like yeah. new riders, yeah. and there's a lot of people who came back to riding from from COVID from during COVID mm -hmm. who hadn't ridden for years and years and years. The uh, so I think that what could be happening is those guys who new riders who came in and they bought a three or a four hundred cc bike mm -hmm. have now ridden for a couple of years and yeah. they're stepping up to a bigger bike. Okay. Um, and I think the same thing is with the, the people who returned to riding, they bought a smaller bike because they were just getting back into riding mm -hmm. and now they're, they're trading it in for a larger bike. Okay. So you actually have reasonable people, you know, like sometimes you get that kid who's 16 and he comes in and says, I want the Hayabusa. And then you see those <laughs> videos on YouTube, they put it on the parking lot and the kid just revs it and he wipes out right in the parking lot. You don't have, you're not selling bikes, you're not selling like high boosts to six year old kids who just got their class six. Well, I, <laughs> you, we all heard those stories. Yeah, well, that might happen sometimes. 
Because <laughs> really, we can't stop somebody from buying anything. They okay, so some kid just came in like tomorrow and said, I'm 16, I got my class six yesterday. Yeah. He would sell them a Hayabusa if he wanted to. I know they're not selling a Hayabusa. I mean, they are selling here and there. I know mm -hmm. they dropped the prices recently. Yeah, yeah. Because that's an old school '90s bike. That's a that's and it's, it's a really fast bike. Yeah. Um, that I mean, you can only counsel a customer so much. Yeah. And then if that's what they want, that's what they want. Okay. Uh, um, I had a two years ago. I had a, a woman who came in and she was a first time rider. She had just taken the course mm -hmm. and she had. Uh, I don't think she had passed her class six yet yeah and she came in and she, I was showing her smaller bikes and then we went up we went downstairs and then we went upstairs to the triumph area and she fell absolutely head over heels in love with a with a, a Bonneville bobber okay. which is you know it's a 1200cc bike small bike though nice low seat yeah, height yeah. Uh, but it's you know it's got a lot of power to yeah. it, and the one that she fell in love with happened to be one that had been dressed up, so it had pipes on it, had you know a had, different had seat eight, on it. It had the eight bars it, on it. It didn't have it didn't have, <laughs> didn't have the eight hangers, but uh, she she that was the bike that she wanted. Okay. And uh, you sold it to her, obviously. So well, I I did try and talk her out of it. Um, she still got it. She yeah. just loves it. Um, she's. Dropped it a few times. Yeah, we all do. That's part of life. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I dropped my bike last July. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a brand new bike. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's going to fall over your first bike. Yeah. Um, uh, so she's got that. And then one of her neighbors, I guess she lives in a condo building, one of her neighbors backed into it, knocked it over. Oh, and, okay. So, anyway, it was in for some, well, was in go, for some body work. Yeah. Well, we all drop our bikes. I, I dropped one of my Ducatis last July. And, you know, I remember that. Yeah, it's, it's it's somewhere in the back, somewhere in black, but don't tell your new owner. I'm <laughs> still waiting for a bike to trade it on. You know. So yeah, we're at the end of April now, 2023. I know there's some exciting events coming up again. The, you know, the motorcycle season starting. Mm -hmm. um, tell us what, what's coming up, because I know in May, is it, is it May 21st, is the gentleman, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride? Yes. What's the, that all about? The Distinguished Gentleman Ride uh, happens worldwide on May 21st, so in all around the world they have that ride. Okay. Uh, it originated in Australia. Um, it's a lot of fun. It raises money for uh, prostate cancer. It's part it, It's part of the Movember yeah. uh, charity. So it happens in May, but it's supposed to happen in November? Well, it, uh, is it, that it, Australian? Like <laughs> when it's summer in Canada, it's winter yeah, in Australia? Is that what they purposely it, did that to it, screw us over? Well, I, I don't think so. I, yeah. I think that they, cho I think they chose it as, as a time when it was reasonable weather all around the world. Okay. Um, they used to have it in September, our time. Yeah. So much nicer in Australia. Yeah. And But here it was really a, it was really touch and go on whether it yeah. would be nice weather or I've, not. I've, I've had some really good rides in October, even to the week up to Remembrance Day. Oh, nice. Remember, like clear, you know, the, the leaves are falling, cool. 12 degrees out, 15 degrees, no wind, sun's out, boom, just blow down the road. and. You know, make sure there's not a copper on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I have some. I've had some really good fall rides in my history, but but this whole this distinguished gentleman's ride. Can anyone join it? Anybody can join it. They can okay. just they can just go to the distinguished gentleman ride website mm -hmm. and uh, register and and the, you you're raising money um, and uh, for prostate cancer. Okay. Um, and it's it's really a fun time because. They call it distinguished gentleman because you're supposed to dress dapper. Yeah. They use um, uh, the Mad Men Don Draper yeah. uh, from the Mad Men television series as their model. So you see people out there with you know uh, blazers and full yeah, suits, bow, tie and bow ties, yeah. and all sorts all of stuff. Dressed up, looking old, old timey helmets yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. stuff. And it, it was honestly, it was a lot of fun. Last year was my first time at it. And we had a lot of fun. So, is there any? Do you have to own a Triumph to show up to it, or can you ride any kind of bike? You you have to drive. You have to ride an old tiny bike. We'll say it, okay. uh, the Triumph Classics are are all good to go. Um, actual antique bikes are good to go. Yeah. Um, custom bikes are are great to go. Yeah. But what they they don't want a bunch of 
they don't want a bunch of you know um, sport bikes and and big touring bikes and and yeah. uh, um, they don't they're not looking for adventure bikes and stuff. So okay. they're they're a little strict from that. But uh, they last year I think they had about 130 riders out. Oh, that's pretty and uh, this year I'm, I would imagine there's going to be more, mm -hmm. and uh, they've actually got the they've actually got Calgary police involved, so okay. they're going to be you know, handing out tickets. Everyone's well, showing up, you know, <laughs> arresting everybody <laughs> if you don't have a compliant bike. Yeah. Um, no, they've got uh, they've got the Calgary police services out, and they're going to block traffic okay. so that the the. The all ride the groups, riders so, can go through. Yeah, so okay. all the riders can go through, and it's a real parade through downtown. And okay, stuff. so where does it start this year, just to let people know? They have not announced that yet. Okay, it's they, a secret. They, they keep it a secret until okay. until right before, uh, a few days before the event, and um, they they inform the registered riders of where it's to start. Okay. Um, uh, Blackfoot is going to have uh, a with with Grover Law, um, mm -hmm. we're going to have a little bit of an event before the before the start of the ride, yep. uh, and then from Blackfoot we'll go to wherever the starting place is. And where does it end? Uh, it ends at Ill Fated Customs. Okay, Ill Fated and yeah. Kenny. Yeah, he's a big Triumph rider. He he loves his Triumphs. I've been to his shop. He's got a cool shop. He has a eclectic kind of he shop has, he has there. He has a very cool shop. Yeah. He do some fantastic custom work yeah. there. Not yeah. only on bikes, but on a whole bunch of yeah. like cars and campers yeah. and but he's got an eclectic style to him. You have to agree with that kind of oh, walk. Yeah. Like he doesn't appeal to everybody. Nope, no. nope. Yeah, it, but you know what? Things like that, customs never appeal to yeah. to everybody. Okay, so if someone wants to register for the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which is a good cause for prostate cancer, mm -hmm. raising money, obviously that's a good cause. How how do they register for the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride? If, if they if they just Google Distinguished Gentleman Ride, mm -hmm. uh, that'll take you to their website, and okay. then you can follow the links and you find the ride that you want to go on, mm -hmm. Canada, Calgary yeah. in this case, and they will and just follow the follow the the links and you can register yourself. Okay, so any uh, anybody out there thinking of showing up in their three thousand dollars Denae suit on their Ducati V4 S SP or SP2, probably not. They won't ride. They they're not allowed on the ride, are they? Well, they they, <laughs> they probably will be discouraged from riding at the front. They might be allowed to ride in the in, in the, the back. back. Okay. So. All right. But uh, the the only other real. Uh, event that I'm really excited about this summer is the uh, Kootenai Rat Raid. Yeah, okay. So the Rat Raid. So yeah, that was in the next event. That's coming up July... Middle, it, middle of July. 13th I think it's, to the 16th of July? Yeah, I believe that's... And that's in Nelson, BC. Eh? Nelson, BC, and we're going to uh, we're going to gather up, hopefully gather a group of people uh, on the Wednesday of that week and, and ride, out, out. ride out from Blackfoot. Okay. And uh, then there's in Nelson, they'll have they'll have you know organized rides on mm -hmm. the Thursday and and uh, Friday, sorry, yeah Thursday and Friday, yeah. and both off road and on road, um, and then there's a show and shine and a big buffet or a big dinner, yeah, and uh, just yeah, there's uh, usually a big we, banquet on Saturday. There's, there's the big banquet on Saturday yeah. and and. Uh, it's a really eclectic group of people. Yeah. Um, it's primarily Triumphs, but yeah. any brand is 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 invited, or all brands are invited. Okay. And uh, it was, I went last year with one of my colleagues, Chris, and yeah. we had a great time. Okay. And so it's in beautiful Nelson. It's in beautiful Nelson. I, I, yeah, I've written that. You know, you go down to Crowsness Pass, you go through Frank Slide. You go to Fernie, uh, then you go through Creston, Creston and then you go Cranbrook, Creston. You go along that long bridge and you take the Kootenay Pass. Yeah, that's a nice ride. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you, you, and it takes you down to famous Sallow, BC. Uh, do you know Sallow? Salmo. Salmo. Yeah. yeah. Salmo. yeah it's turn just, right. Yeah. And it's got a big gas station there, and there's yeah, just like little houses, and that's about it. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it's about two gas stations yeah. and and bunch of little houses. Your last yeah. stop before you hit Nelson. Yeah, that uh, the Salmo Pass is a really nice ride because mm -hmm. you're gaining so much altitude, you yeah. can actually feel the temperature yeah. dropping as you're going up. Um, mm -hmm. Also, uh, if you're when you're in Creston, instead of taking Salmo Pass, which is to the left, if you keep going kind of straight north out of there, you can take, uh, I think it's Highway 6, but yeah. I won't swear to it, um, up to the, the, 
the ferry dock on Beauty yeah. Lake, and that's known as probably the best riding road in British Columbia. Yeah, it's nice. So. It's got the single and twisties, and then you hit the ferry. Lots of curves. And then the ferry ride is very long. I was surprised how long it was. Yeah, it is. It's a good ride. It's yeah. a good, good boat trip. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a great boat trip. Yeah. And uh, then once you're over there, you can either ride down to Nelson, mm -hmm. or you can, you know, go back, head back north, and and uh, the roads to the north, like mm -hmm. up through uh, New Denver and then mm -hmm. up to Nacusp, are just fantastic. Yeah, I, li I like going through Fernie, and then you hit. I like Creston. It's kind of mm -hmm. cool. It's, you're getting me excited now. I have to go on this ride this year. <laughs> then you take that long bridge. Yeah. And then you get that Kootenay Pass. I love going up the Kootenay Pass, especially when you got a good bike that's got a lot of torque and horsepower. And then coming down, just make sure you don't get behind a big tractor trailer. No. And then they're no. flashing their lights, and you're stuck behind there going 50 kilometers an hour all the way down. Yeah. I, yeah no, the, mm -hmm. the, that pass, if you're stuck behind a, a motorhome or a big, or oh, a big tractor yeah. trailer. There's, there's big trucks. Yeah. There's big rigs on that road. You almost want to turn around and do it again yeah. without that yeah. without that in front of you. And it's kind of cool. You get up there in July. And it's, it's cool on the top, and then you just whip down. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, so that should be a good event this year, the, the rat raid. Why do they call it the rat raid? Is, that, is there a bunch of rats that hang out at Nelson or something? <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, whenever I'm there, yes. Yeah. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's, I think it's a traditional saying that, that um, people, when bikers come to town, and they scurry like rats. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but it uh, has nothing to do with rats, to the best of my knowledge. Okay. I saw no rats when I was there. Yeah. Uh, it was a rat-free zone, yeah. to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. But uh, just a lot of fun. And like I said, it's a, it's a really interesting group of people who participate in it. They're all from all around. A lot of Americans come up for that one. A lot of people from BC, Alberta, of course. And uh, everybody just seems to have a great time. There's, there's no, it's not pretentious, and it's just yeah. Just so a you, lot of you fun. know, Nelson's. I think it's the pot capital of the world right now, or something like that. I, I that I don't doubt. There's yeah. a lot of. Uh, so is there a lot of smoking dope going on in the rat raid, or no? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, not, not that I saw. <laughs> okay. Not, not that I saw. But it could be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Nelson itself is a really kind of cool town, and it's yeah. a real, real. Granola kind of feel. Really granola vibe to yeah. it, and a lot of I'm gonna say you know latter day hippies and that sort so of thing. So you guys smell a fresh air or more of a lot of marijuana smell throughout the wind? I, again, I didn't I didn't notice <laughs> much in the way of marijuana smell when we were there. Yeah. But uh, you know, just it's just it's just a neat place. They, so they, you, didn't, you didn't strike up a big stogie fat fat. That's that's not, that's not my thing. No, I did not. <laughs> but you're the pot cow of the world, Nelson BC. <laughs> you went in Rome, you mean? Yeah. 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 No, I, I I did not. We did uh, we did uh, sample some some local brew yeah. when we were there. But uh, Nelson's a neat place because they're very careful about what businesses they'll, that they'll allow in there. Years ago, they they somehow allowed a Walmart in there, and they're still residents there who won't go to Walmart because it's you know too corporate it's America. too corporate America and it doesn't yeah. belong in Nelson and yeah. blah 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 so yeah well I mean Walmart did you know they they brought down prices for everybody afford and everything mm -hmm. so you know Sam Walton probably one of the best books I ever read about business called Made in America by mm -hmm. Sam Walton if you ever tried if you never ever want to borrow the book I have it in my uh, library at home it's a great book but yeah, I understand Walmart's quite corporate and Nelson's kind of a hippie kind of granola. Yes, pot town. very much so. So there's no, no smoking dope, but I, I, I trust there's, you know, you're drinking a pint of beer. And where is it held at? Is there a certain hotel the, the, the hotel is called the Adventure Hotel, which okay. is a, a really old hotel that was completely renovated. I'm not sure when, okay. but they made it into a very cool boutique hotel yeah. um, that, that books up and fills up every year for okay. that. Um, they've got two other hotels. One is called the the, the Hume Hotel, yeah. which is probably the biggest hotel in Yeah, it's Nelson. one of the fanciest hotels too. Very much so. They're last year for the Decadural. It's a nice ho hotel. It's a nice hotel. Yeah. Um, and then there's a there's one that's a a, a suites hotel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I would go to their website as well and uh, just 
figure out which is which are the which are the hotels that everybody's staying at. But yeah. it is it is primarily at the Adventure Hotel. But everything's so close in Nelson that. So if someone wants to join the Rat Raid this year in the middle of July, where would they just go? Google Rat Raid just, 2023. Just, just Google Kootenay Rat Raid. Yeah. And okay. uh, it'll it'll come up. The the woman who organizes it, Leanne runs an excellent website okay. and uh, all the information is there that you need okay. and uh, like I said we went on it last year for the first time and I'm really looking forward to it this year. All right okay well hopefully you'll be able to sell a couple Ducatis there too hey? <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know about Ducatis. Uh, oh so not Ducatis, uh, Triumphs. Triumphs. Yeah, so, Triumphs. Yeah Triumphs. Yeah, you don't. We don't want to pump Ducati. In no, this no, no, not not really. Miles <laughs> can pump his own bike. <laughs> but yeah, maybe you can sell a couple Triumphs and keep Absolutely. your bosses happy, eh? Absolutely, because they're letting they're letting us go, so we have to keep them happy. Oh, so they're paying the bill? Uh, I, I hope so. They haven't yeah. done it yet, so okay. All right. <laughs> I but assume they will. They'll let any Ducatis at the rat rate, or no? They'll ban yeah. them. Nope. They. Uh, the, it's not. It's not. Triumph exclusive. They let anybody. They let any bikes come there. Although I did see Ducati there last year that with the, somebody put a Triumph sticker over. Yeah. Uh, over the Ducati nameplate, there was a really neat bike there that was called the, the called a Triton, and it was a Triumph and Norton okay. hybrid. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of neat bikes there. They, they like that show and shine that they do there. Mm -hmm. They take that very seriously. There are some bikes that are just absolutely spectacular and you, mm -hmm. you kind of wonder how they got there yeah but uh because did they come in a trailer are they trailer queen bikes or are they actually using them they most of the people say no they've been used but okay some of them are pretty fancy okay so you won't be riding a ducati out there you'll be riding a triumph eh? i will be on a triumph so did, have you picked what model you're going to be on uh i'll be on a tiger Which i don't want the 900 or 1200 uh, I'm well, not probably, sure. Maybe 1200. You're not selling so many of those. We'll have extra. Well, ones. we we do we do <laughs> have, we do have a we do have a 1200 uh, that's going to like with the big tank a 1200 yeah. Rally Explorer, which yeah. is which is you know the big 30 liter tank. So we yeah. can probably almost get there on one tank of fuel. Okay. Um, and we'll also be having a Tiger 900. Yeah. Um, and those are both demo bikes that we have. Yeah. And then I'm really hoping that that we're going to be sending our van there mm -hmm. um, and the reason for that is so we could bring some other bikes mm -hmm. um, and also to provide you know a pickup service if any if any bikes break down on the organized rides we'll be able mm -hmm. to be able to send the send the van out and pick up the stranded bike okay all right so hopefully it sounds like a good time this summer you got a lot of events coming up sales are up at Blackfoot with the new ownership triumphs on the way to Probably kick some ass in the motocross. Maybe take KTM and Yamaha down one day, and then you got <laughs> take the, everybody down. Yeah, and then uh, you got an distinguished gentleman's ride coming up in three weeks, and then you got the big rat raid coming, right? Yeah, we're really looking forward to a really mm -hmm. to a fantastic year. Beautiful Nelson, Nelson British, no Columbia. smoking pot weekend, right? <laughs> Just drinking a good pint of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's entirely up to the participant yeah. whether they want to smoke dope and drink beer, yeah. or just smoke dope or just drink beer. That's yeah. entirely they up to them. Whatever they want. It's a, it's all it's legal in marijuana. It's, it's it's a free country. Do what you think. I trust Ch Cheech and Chong don't show up for the rat raid, do they? Not not that I've seen. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, Tom, I think was it Tommy Chong grew up on the West Coast. So yeah. yeah. Probably been there a couple so of times. They will, if you're up in smoke, there'll be all the exhaust coming out of the back of your trunk, right. not you smoking a big doobie. No, right? no. Uh, okay. The, the only thing <laughs> you'll, the only thing I'll be burning is, is gasoline. Gasoline. Okay. All right. Well, th great. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you for having your time. Me. I know you're a very busy man. You got new ownership. Everything looks like it's coming up at at Barnes Blackfoot Power Sports, right? Barnes Power Sports Blackfoot. Yeah, okay, whatever. BPS Blackfoot. BPS Blackfoot. I wish you all the best this year. You know, obviously sales are up. I mean, the future's looking good for Triumph. Obviously, hopefully you can sell me a Triumph this year, hey? Instead of just walking around and talking me all day. We're gonna work on it. Okay, all right, well thank you. eventually. Thanks for your time, appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. All right, thanks. So everybody, that's episode three. I'm so glad to have Mr. Steve Moran here from uh, Barnes Power Sport Blackfoot. 
If you need a Triumph motorcycle, this is your guy. Go see Steve down at, at Blackfoot uh, Power Sports and he'll sell you a sexy looking Triumph. What, a Rocket 3 or a Street Triple? Whatever whatever fits you the best. If you want to look cool for the ladies, which which model would you sell them? Like a, a, a dude, a Rocket 3? Probably, probably the Speed Triple Double R. Okay, so get the Speed Triple Double R. What color, silver or black? Uh, that, that one is red or white. I okay. go for the red if you okay. want to be Oh, sexy. you're trying to get rid of those models. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're sticking around from 2022. <laughs> My pick would be a Rocket 3. Go see Steve on a Rocket 3 or a Tiger 900 Rally. That's a good model? That is a great model. All right. And that, that was in the James Bond movie too, right? It was. The 900, the 900 Rally Pro was in that movie. Okay. They actually had a special edition that came out. All right, and I didn't obviously get that model. I asked you about it, and you sold it right away. I did. Yeah. I sold it out from under you. All right. Okay, well, <laughs> thanks. Uh, until episode three, end of episode three to episode four, we're moving on. Everybody have a great day, and, and see you soon. Take care. Cheers. Take care.